Let's pray. Father, as we come before you this morning and as we look at the Christmas story, Lord, help us to recognize the incredible gift of Jesus Christ coming to this earth, your Son, to come to die for us. Lord, may it not just be a busy season of shopping and things like that, but Lord, rather may it be a time where we reflect upon the hope of this world, your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. You know, the Christmas story, in in many ways, is one of the hardest things to speak on. And one of the reasons it's so hard is because as soon as we begin to hear, we say, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Even people that, aren't, that didn't grow up in the church are familiar with the Christmas story. And it sort of just becomes background noise in our lives. But as we think of the Christmas story, we need to be careful of the danger of familiarity. And we don't stop and consider how this story affects our lives. And over the next three weeks, we're going to examine the three main characters that you find in the nativity scene. They're three characters that have a lot to teach us. And these first two characters, this morning Joseph and next week Mary, we, we sort of put in, we don't connect them with our lives, but yet they are very much connected with some of the same things that we may struggle with. They had some of the same deliberations in their mind that we have in our minds. They have some of the same struggles that we have. And as we look at these characters in the nativity scene, we need to be reminded of God's love and our hope, but also our challenges. So I trust as we look at that these next few weeks, that we'll be reminded of God's love, our hope, and our challenges. This morning, looking at Joseph. And so if you want to know what we're speaking on each week, you can walk by the nativity scene back there and see which part is missing. One thing you notice about Joseph is is he's a lot harder than Mary or Jesus. He, He doesn't really stick out. You wonder, okay, is that... Joseph, or is that one of the shepherds? And I don't know if you've put up your nativity scenes uh, yet this year. If you, if you have a nativity scene you, you put up at home, it, it's usually, oh yeah, that's Mary. Jesus is pretty easy to pick out. But Joseph seems to sort of blend in. And oftentimes we, we consider Joseph a minor character. Now, we know he's not. But he seems to be the minor character of the major people in the story. But we're going to find out, I trust this morning, that that Joseph faced some of the same struggles we face. But God used him in amazing ways, just like God desires to use us. His story is found, the main part of his story is found in Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Follow along as I read Matthew chapter 1, 
verses 18 through 25, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Joseph, an interesting character, but a guy that God used in amazing ways. But as we've mentioned, a man that faced some incredible struggles man who had to take care of a young family. In this story, a man who felt, who dealt with pain and emotions. And a man who I'm sure in the small town of Nazareth dealt with what other people thought of him and his young fiance. And we see in verse 18 that Joseph had an incredible dilemma. Verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus was as follows after his, after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. You see, as, as a man that, that desired to follow God, Joseph really had a double problem. Number one, because of his moral standards, when he found out that Mary was pregnant, how could he go through with the marriage? But, me but meshed with that, because of his love and mercy, he could not shame Mary or demand punishment for her. Now the dilemma that Joseph faced was even clearer when, when we understand marriage in the Jewish culture. Marriages were usually arranged by families. So it wasn't this incredible love that we're, we're drawn to her, you know, I rolled my eyes to, at her and she rolled them back to me as I, my heart began to twitter and, and all these things. It was an arranged marriage. And at the time that this takes place, Joseph and Mary were betrothed. An interesting word. The closest thing we have to it in, in our culture is an engagement, and that's really what it was, but it was so much more. In fact, it was so much of a commitment that it was, a divorce was required to end it. It wasn't she got angry at him and threw her ring into the snowbank, and she walked off, and he spent the next several hours searching for that costly item in the snow. They would have to be divorced in order to end their engagement. The betrothal was a, a time where they were to demonstrate their faithfulness. 
And it's interesting, during that time, they usually did not spend a great deal of time together as a couple. And this time period would last up to a year. And when Joseph found out Mary was pregnant, what do you think the emotions were that went through his mind? During that time, the, the husband would be busy preparing a home, oftentimes attached to his family home. Preparing, working diligently for the marriage feast and the fulfillment of the marriage. But the emotions that he must have faced when he heard that this young lady that he was working so hard to prepare for their life together was pregnant. He faced a decision. And what was that decision? We see in verse 19 the, the struggles of his decision when then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. So what was he going to do? He'd heard the news that his fiancée was pregnant. Would he work hard at protecting his own reputation? Would he allow his anger and his pain to allow him to seek revenge? Adultery was punishable by death. So Joseph could have chosen to have Mary scorned or even killed. What would you or I do if we were in Joseph's position? A person that we'd committed ourselves to has actions that demonstrate a lack of commitment to us. Now, it's very important to know, you might want to write this down, that, that verse 19 comes before verse 20. You see, because when Joseph was debating all of this, he didn't have a clue what God had planned. And so Joseph was making his decision. We, we know the facts. We know that this was an amazing, miraculous birth. That God had chosen Mary and Joseph to be part of His eternal plan to rescue the world from the consequences of sin. And so we see that Joseph was uh, not dealing with all the facts. But everything that was shown to him pointed to someone that had let him down. How would we respond? And in the midst of the emotions of anger, fear, bitterness, and pain, what was Joseph going to do? And we see that Joseph chose to put Mary first. I don't know about you, but That'd be pretty hard for me. I would be busy protecting my reputation. I'd want everyone to know that Mary failed and I didn't. 
I'd want to make sure that, that she got what she deserved. But what did Joseph do? It says that he desired to put her away secretly, not to make a public example of her. And the divorce could be done in front of two witnesses. Now, Nazareth was a small town, about 400 people. Archaeologists have unearthed the, the remains of Nazareth. And, and probably around 400 people that, that lived in that little village at the time. So everybody knew everybody. And you can imagine, they knew that, that they were in their engagement period and, and Mary was going to be showing so Joseph chose to set aside his reputation. He chose to show love to this person who it seemed was not showing love to him. We talk about it in marriage. We call it unconditional love. I'm going to choose to love that person no matter how they act toward me, no matter how they respond toward me. But it's a love that we're called to give. We're called to love our neighbor. We're even called to love our enemy. And at this time, Joseph must have felt like Mary was his enemy. Because while he had worked so hard to prepare, it seemed as if she chose to do whatever she wanted rather than to show love to this man that she was com supposedly committed to. How do we do with that? The example of marriage. Your spouse has done something that, that is hurtful to you. How do you respond? You say, okay. Yeah, what goes around comes around. You'll get what you deserve. Whether it's right now as I burst out in anger, or eventually as I make plans to get even. What about in friendship? I've worked hard at being a good friend, and how do they respond they respond with a lack of friendship toward me. Am I going to ignore them? Am I going to try to, to embarrass them? What am I going to try to do? But Joseph, not wanting to make a public example, desired to put her away secretly. To make it as easy as possible upon Mary knowing that that would make it so much harder on himself. Unconditional love. Can you imagine as those emotions went through Joseph's mind how hard that decision would be? But yet he chose to put Mary first. Even though by all evidence, she chose the exact opposite toward him. His decision. Unconditional love. Struggle for Joseph and a struggle for us. Are we people 
of unconditional love. And then we come to verse 20, and things clear up a little bit. God's disclosure. While Joseph was making his decision, God sent an angel to explain the circumstances of Mary's pregnancy. Verses 20 through 23. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Emmanuel. We sang about it this morning. God with us. God's plan was coming into focus. And God had chosen Mary and Joseph to be the ones who would raise the Messiah. Now, it comes up with another struggle. To believe the announcement of the angel had to be very hard also. Can you imagine Joseph asleep and all of a sudden this angel appears and says, hey, guess what? <laughs> yeah, Mary's pregnant, but it was a miraculous birth. The Holy Spirit is the one. And Joseph, you and Mary are going to raise the Son of God. The Messiah that you have looked forward to says there in verse 22 that it is according to the prophet. And Joseph knew the words of the prophet Isaiah. And he along with the rest of Israel were looking forward to this Messiah that would come. This Emmanuel. God with us. You know, to me, it's sort of like Noah. You remember Noah in the Old Testament? We know the story of Noah, right? And what happened with Noah? God said, hey, guess what, Noah? I want you to build a boat. On the middle of dry ground. And I'm going to cause animals to come in, and you are going to save the world by building this boat and having all the animals come in. And then I'm going to close the door and you are going to be protected from the flood. Can you imagine what was going through Noah's mind? What? A boat? A flood? That's going to destroy the world? Spending a period of my time with animals living on this boat, floating on the waters that cover the earth. And then for over a hundred years, Noah built and waited. But then God's faithfulness was demonstrated. And here is Joseph. It required faith 
and trust. Yes, they were looking for the Messiah, but but why would God choose him? And what was he going to tell his friends? Hey, the guys at work. (laughs) Hey guys, you'll never guess. An angel visited me, and and you know, my fiance is pregnant, but it's all okay because God's the one who did it. (laughs) They'd be like, yeah, right. Sure, Joseph. I think you could come up with a better excuse than that. But we see that God disclosed the amazing things that would happen. But Joseph trusted and was faithful. You know, we have some of the same struggles. When we know God is leading us to do something or we choose to do something that we know that is difficult, but we know it's right. Am I willing to say, yes, Lord? I'm going to do it no matter how difficult it is. And we see Joseph's response in, in verses 24 and 25, his commitment to God and to God's plan. It says in verse 24, Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. What did Joseph do? He did what God told him. To do. And think about it. Think about how difficult the assignment that God was giving to Joseph. He had the responsibility of raising a son that was not his own. But he would love him as his own. Can you imagine the gossip around Nazareth? Oh, the people would talk. And Joseph knew they would talk. What about the trip to Bethlehem? Bethlehem about 90 miles away. Now at this time, Joseph didn't know about that, but he knew there would be some difficulties. And we have sort of a a sterilized picture of the trip to Bethlehem. We have a sterilized picture of the stable And we picture this this halo around the little baby. I mean, that's what's on the Christmas cards, right? And Mary with a big smile, and Joseph with a big smile, and the shepherds slapping him on the back. Hey, great news! It wasn't like that at all. A miserable trip with a lady that was just about to have a baby. How hard that must have been for Joseph and Mary. And then they get to Bethlehem, and I'm sure they were thinking, oh boy. I wonder if they have Sealy Posturpedic, or, or maybe, you know, one of those that you can adjust the, the firmness. Yeah, or, or maybe the new one, the Casper. That'd be great, huh? This is going to be comfortable. What should we order for breakfast? No, they, they got to the inn. And what did the innkeeper say? There's no room. 
but I've got this place where all the animals live out back. You're welcome to stay there. And then they get there and there's no midwife to help with the birth. No hospital room for the delivery. Instead, it was just Joseph. And then after that, and again, as Joseph made these initial decisions, I understand he didn't know this, but he had to know that it was going to be some hard times. Can you imagine the trip to Egypt? As God warns Joseph and Mary that Herod wants to get rid of the Messiah, Emmanuel. And so God said, Joseph, take Mary and go down to Egypt. And what did Joseph do? Joseph did as the angel told him, as God commanded him. And he went down to Egypt, to a place where he knew no one. It wasn't like he had a job waiting for him. And here he had a, a wife and a young child to take care of. And I'm sure as a husband and father, he felt the weight of that responsibility. But in all of that, he trusted and he obeyed God. You know, it's interesting, we, we talk about Joseph, and, and yes, we say, well, of course he's a major character, but really we treat him in many ways as a minor character. And, and as we go through the Gospels, stories of, of Jesus and the hope of God, His plan of salvation, as Jesus grew up and then for a little over three years ministered and then He died and rose again we find a little more about Joseph. We see him mentioned again when, of course, throughout that beginning time as they went to Egypt, as they followed the, the commands of the Jewish law in their sacrifices and things like that through those first few chapters. And then we see him as Jesus was 12 and was teaching in the temple and Joseph thought he was with Mary and Mary thought he was with Joseph, but Jesus was there teaching and it says that Jesus grew in stature with God and man. We don't hear any more about Joseph. We know that Joseph had died before Jesus was crucified because Jesus took the responsibility of taking care of his mother and that was the responsibility of the oldest son to a widowed mother. When Jesus had John take care of his mom as Jesus was there on the cross. We don't know what happened with Joseph. We do know that he, he trained Jesus in his trade, which was a responsibility in that culture. Joseph the carpenter trained his son. Although it wasn't his flesh and blood son. So, what about Joseph? You know, we know that Joseph didn't leave a, lead a glamorous life. 
He wasn't rich or famous. In fact, when they, they made the sacrifice, it was the sacrifice of the poor, the turtle doves, rather than the lamb. Not rich or famous, not powerful. So we have to ask ourselves another question. Why did God choose to have Joseph raise his son? Why Joseph? Remember when the wise men came? Where did they go first? They went to see royalty. Because obviously this royal baby would be involved with the royalty, but instead it was involved with Joseph and Mary. Why did God choose Joseph? I think Micah 6.8 answers the question. It answers the question, what is God looking for? Micah 6.8, written to the nation of Israel, sharing what does God seek? Micah 6.8 says, For He, God, has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. That's what God requires. And that's what Joseph demonstrated. We see that he did justly. Remember back to verse 18, Joseph being a just man, a righteous man. Imperfect, but godly. To love mercy, demonstrated as, as he thought about what should take place before God revealed to him the amazing part of the story. He was a man who demonstrated mercy as he had mercy on that young lady that he had to believe had failed him miserably. And to walk humbly with your God. That's what Joseph did. But what about us? You know, the nativity scene is, is a nice Christmas scene, and, and if you're like our family, we have the nativity scene up at our house now, and, and uh, we do several things. One of the things that, that happened at our nativity scene is one of our children, and I will leave them nameless, received these two little elf gnomes that end up in different places around our house throughout the Christmas season. And then my wife puts them away and then they show up again. Well, they've already shown up at the stable. So if you want to know who is at the stable, actually the wise men weren't, hate the burst your bubble, they came later, but uh, you can leave them in your nativity scene, that's okay. But there were two gnomes at the stable. Until mom <clears throat> removed them. But we picture this stable and we sort of say, that's a nice story. And yes, we believe it's true, but we don't live in response to what Joseph and Mary teach us. What does God require but to do justly and to love mercy and walk humbly with our God? 
God chose Joseph. And what was Joseph's response? Faithful obedience. But you know, Joseph wasn't any superhero. He was a man who faced struggles just like us. But what made him stand out? He was a man who chose to follow God when the circumstances and the emotions and the difficulties would push him to do exactly the opposite. But we have that same challenge that Joseph did. Now, maybe different circumstances, maybe different emotions, but the challenge is the same to obey and to follow God, to live justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with our God. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you, as Almighty God, love us more than we can imagine. Lord, I pray that you would help us today to to recognize the incredible grace of the gift of Jesus Christ. And as we celebrate this Christmas season, help us to focus on the real reason why we celebrate. That you sent your Son, Emmanuel, God with us, to save us from our sins. And Lord, as we celebrate you, let us also be challenged, Lord, and challenge us to demonstrate a godly lifestyle in service to you. Lord, help us to be like Joseph. Help us, no matter the circumstances, no matter the difficulty, to choose to obey. And Lord, we will give you the glory for what you will do through us. We pray this in Jesus' name.